Well, good morning, and you're very welcome to this weekend episode of Bible Talk on Lockray Community Radio. If you're a first-time listener to the show, then we thank you for joining us as we seek to read the Bible together to get to grips with what it means, and also if it can speak to our world and our lives today. My name is Johnny Pollock, and I'm joined by Jonas Barr, and our aim on Bible Talk is simply to let the Bible do the talking. And Jonas and I will read some of the Bible together each week and talk about what it means and answer any questions on maybe some of the things that we didn't understand as we read through it. This is our 16th week in Mark's Gospel, the end of Mark's Gospel, uh, which is an eyewitness account of the life and teaching of Jesus. And as we've seen so far, there are quite a few cultural and historical things that we need to get our heads around as things were quite a bit different to the world that we live in today. Today, we are finishing off the book of Mark with one of the most recognizable and world-transforming moments in all of human history, which is the resurrection of Jesus. Whether people have faith or not, we cannot escape how influential this moment has been. But there are a few things that might surprise you about the details of the event, because it's so well known that we may have skipped over in the past or even misunderstood. So we're going to walk through this chapter, see what we see, and try and figure out what's going on as we let the Bible do the talking. So when we come back, Jonas and I are going to dig into the passage we looked at this week in the Gospel of Mark chapter 16 and see what it means and why it matters. And as always, we have some Christian songs playing all the way through the show. And so we'll be back to dig into Mark chapter 16 after this song. Born in star of grace. 
Jonas, uh, we are back. The, the the last the last chapter in Mark's Gospel. You've read through an entire book of the Bible. How does it feel? Um, it is. It's it's actually quite presently okay. I, I didn't expect to actually ever pick up the Bible and read it. And okay. um, yeah, I've I've learned a lot. It's a lot more crazy than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've, not everyone's perfect in it. They all do weird things and. Yeah. Um, weird stuff happens um so yeah it's it was quite enjoyable to read actually yeah quite like yeah. it so in terms of where we've been obviously from the very beginning mark's gospel we looked at is is a bit strange in that it doesn't start with with the birth of jesus uh but it really jumps straight into you know characters that were seen like john the baptist uh and then jesus kind of calling his disciples and stuff and then, then obviously teaching and doing miracles and and kind of yeah basically walking you through the three years that jesus was on earth is there anything in particular about mark's gospel that you kind of thought why did I do that and you know I think we talked about the conversations and the miracles and stuff. You know, was there anything that was kind of strange that way building up to this point? Definitely spitting in the man's eyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, why? Why? That, that was one that kind of got me. Like, I was like, why would you yeah. spit? Or, or the goats running off the hill. Or the pigs. Um, the pigs. The yeah, pigs. Sorry, the pigs yeah, with yeah, the yeah. demons. Yeah, that's, that was one that yeah. just, I just was like, why? What? Like, yeah. It was yeah. just such crazy. But it's strange because, so, okay, we were having a bit of a laugh there when you were mentioning these things. But, you know, if, if, if someone, say there's someone here listening and think, you know, I've never read the Bible before, maybe tuned in today and, and thought it would be, you know, weird. Um, spitting in someone's eyes and pegs jumping off cliffs may not inspire them. But no, obviously, as we've went through it, those things have been, have been telling a story all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things. And we'll pick this up right at the very end. And that there are parts of the Bible that we nearly that we know so well that we almost take for granted and and don't know. You know, so whenever we think about the miracles of Jesus, uh, one of the things that always has, yeah, well, always has kind of helped me is that 
you know, whenever you read a book of the Bible, like we have with Mark through from beginning to end, you get to see how these things fit together. So, you know, the idea of Jesus spitting on someone's eyes does sound weird in, in isolation, <laughs> but yeah. whenever you see that in a section where he's saying to his disciples, like you're not seeing clearly, um, and I'm going to show you a miracle to, to show you how God is going to open your eyes. You know, whenever, whenever you read these things, it's not that they're not strange because they still are supernatural in a sense, but they, they make sense in the life of Jesus and that he never, he never did things by accident. There was always a point. There was always a purpose. And I think Mark, Mark, Mark showed that very well. Um, but is there anything uh, obviously we'll we'll get back to this at the very end, but in terms of you know um surprises, anything that stood out to you um what would you say is some of the things that stood out to you most um i, I know we're just about to get to it, but um it is the ending of this yeah okay. as as we we kind of discussed this before we started um recording now, but it's just the ending is um really weird um written and I, I don't know we might might have talk about that as in like I, I got confused by that and read the yeah. wrong thing yeah yeah <laughs> that, that, but, that's something that yeah yeah and, and and we can maybe I suppose spend a few seconds on it now in that mm. um over the years there has been debate on the end of of Mark's gospel uh because in the very earliest manuscripts it only goes up as we'll read today from first one to eight uh, and yet uh, there's verse nine onward. There's an extra bit added at the end. And, and basically, if you have a Bible or you're reading it on an app, there'd be an asterisk beside it to say that this was not in earliest manuscripts. And so people have left it in because throughout history, some people have thought it was part of it. Uh, but more and more um, with with kind of academics and people who who study this kind of thing really in depth have said that that although it might be it may be part of the Bible. Uh, there's a good body of evidence to say that, that this was added afterward. Now, as I said, for, for the majority of people who do translations and for, for the majority of people who look at um, this kind of thing academically and technically, um, there has been so much put into uh, the study of the Bible to ensure the accuracy. I think that's when people uh, say in terms of the Bible being like Chinese whispers that has been changed and translated so long that whenever, and, and, and if you're into this kind of thing, um, if you take a look at the, what's called the canonicity of the Bible, uh, you, you'll, you'll see very quickly some of the most kind of important scholars in the world have looked into this and, and are, you know, the accuracy to which they, they, understand translation the accuracy to which they've ensured that these things are are legitimate writings from the witnesses like the apostles it, it it's frightening the amount of detail and and history that that goes into this um to ensure that what we do have is is the same bible that that would have been um both orally spoken and then written down um even as we said with mark's gospel within a couple of decades um, after the death of Jesus, the apostles who, you know, Mark, Peter, all of these guys uh, were, were, were kind of writing these things down in order to preserve them. And how, you know, even if you look at, at some of the, the, the fragments and manuscripts that we still have uh, written, you know, 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago um, that whenever people make a judgment like this that you can you can normally tell that they've put a lot of work and effort into it <laughs> you know and, and even even today you know with, with translations of course you know there are some words that we've looked at on the way through that are a bit difficult to understand because of the the, the words that are used um, but it's one of the things that we can be I suppose we can have a lot of faith in in that that people who do study these things in, in incredible detail um, are, are trustworthy in what they're and what they're trying to do um, I know it's one of the times when people go oh sure it's all just made up it's been changed that many times uh, I, I normally get them to watch a video on how the bible used to be copied uh, we, we looked at this before yeah. <laughs> there, there were like 10 people looking over your shoulder and you know if you made one mistake you had to burn the whole thing so uh yeah, there there was a lot there was a lot of emphasis yeah. put into copying these things correctly. You know, as this was written, and we have said this all along, it was entirely unique in the world that it was written into two thousand years ago. Because the majority, I'm actually reading a book on on the history of traditions and oral traditions at the minute, and, and you know, I do some really crazy fun things. Um, <laughs> but when you look at at stuff around the same ages as, as the Bible, you know, Greek mythology, Roman mythology. Like it's very fanciful. It's talking about things that that aren't real in a sense that you can say, you know, somebody firing thunderbolts from heaven, and you know, someone looking in a pond like Narcissus and turning into a flower. You know, that there's things that you're like, that's really weird. Whereas the Bible kind of says, you know, Jesus went to this place, and you can still find these places. You know, Jesus went to the temple, and and for for the part of, of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, you can actually go and visit some of these places today. You know, when he says, you know, this guy um, carried Jesus cross and we know his sons, Rufus and Alexander, the Bible puts a lot of emphasis on making details matter because they could be checked out as, as witnesses. And I think for us, we take those things for granted nowadays, but even though they can be difficult to think about, it, it actually just lends a lot of credibility to the fact that these guys were just, they were writing down things that happened. And so for Mark, the funny thing is Mark doesn't try and embellish things. He just tells us a lot of stuff and we have to get a wade through it. Whereas hmm. you're like, well, you know, if he had have added a bit more flourish to this and Mark's point was, well, I don't need to flourish it. This is just, I'm just telling you what happened. You know, I'm not giving you any fancy details just telling you exactly the way it was and so i i think that's that's funny it's hard to read that way um because he's just giving you a list of facts just like last week with the crucifixion but but in terms of what he's trying to do to show us that this this guy jesus um came you know into the world claimed to be god's son um lived a perfect life you know had these 12 crazy disciples who all betrayed him in the end he was beaten and stripped and nailed the cross and then came back to life again you know you're kind of like that's a really weird story but mark's point is well it doesn't matter if it's weird or not it, it's true and i think that that obviously changes everything for for the bible compared to compared to other things yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll maybe what we'll do is we'll maybe listen to a song and then when we come back after this song we're going to get into the eight verses basically we're just going to chat about the eight verses uh a question that you have we'll do the same again because even though there are only eight verses there's quite a lot in it and then and then we'll finish off just by any kind of thoughts or stuff that we have at the end 
Um, and indeed, if you do have any questions or anything, please do send them in and we'll do our best to answer them as, as we'll remind you all the way through the show. Okay, so we'll be back after this song. Jesus said that if I thirst, I should come to him. No one else can satisfy, I should come to him. Jesus said if I am weak, I should come to him. No one else can be my strength, I should come to Him. For the Lord is good and faithful, He will keep us day and night. We can always run to Jesus, Jesus strong. Bible Talk on Lock Your Community Radio. Um, if you haven't already done so, you can head over to our Facebook page, Bible Talk Lockray, where you can follow us to keep updated on any of the shows that are coming out. And if you have any questions, you can um, give us give us a shout and we'll try and answer them as best as we can. And uh, yeah, you can also go to the website at lockyourcommunityradio.com um, where you can check out um, all the other great shows um, that are streamed each weekend. Um, for example, Trad by the Lake is coming up after us now. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I think you enjoy that show. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I have a, I have a wonderful soft spot for for trap music, and and Carmel always does a great job in uh, broadening my horizons. Um, yeah, it, it's funny that that. Um, yeah, there's when you think you know something, and then you have someone who's a like an expert or has a like a, a really great passion for it. That it, it's almost educating you and not just getting <laughs> you to dance around your kitchen. So there we go. Um, yeah. So uh, as well as this, and, and and we'll say it all the way through. We're finishing Mark's gospel. We're going to look at a few Bible characters uh, starting next um, next week. I think Jonas is going to pick the first one, which will keep you in suspense. Uh, but if you do have any Bible characters you'd like us to take a look at uh, over a couple of weeks, um, do do drop us a line, as Jonas said, to the Facebook page or on the website, and we'll we'll do our best to kind of to look into them. I'll, I'll I'll set Jonas up some homework. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at me there. He's not too. Oh, cool. <laughs> thought it was so, finished with school. Uh, I know, I know. School's it's, every day's a school day, Jonas. You'll just have to learn this. Um, so I'm just going to read Mark chapter 16, verses one to eight, and then um, I think you have a couple of questions, and we'll spread it over the next two parts. Uh, but chapter 16, verse one says, "When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices." so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. So for the first run round, what, what kind of things jumped out at you here? Um... I'm just curious who was this person that was in the tomb, just kind of sitting there talking to them. Like, I, I <laughs> yeah. it was, I, it wouldn't have been Jesus because they would have recognised him. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. where did he come from, and who was it, and what? And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, they kind of, they kind of unpack it. Yeah. You have which, and again, we looked at this last week, and and so for those, mm. I was going to say eagle-eared. Can you be eagle-eared? Uh, eagle-eared listeners. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's eagle-eyed. But anyway, we'll carry on. Yeah. Um, Basically, when Jesus died, there were three women uh, present: Mary, yeah, Martin, yeah. Mary, the mother of James, and Salome. Uh, they were obviously Mary, the mother of James, is Jesus' mum. Mary, uh, Mary was an incredibly common name then. So uh, you have the two Marys and, and Salome uh, at Jesus' burial. You had uh, the two Marys and Salome, and now his resurrection you have the two Marys and Salome. And so basically it's to kind of keep this continuity of witnesses. It wasn't as if there were different people at different times, but these three women were the witnesses to, to all of these major scenes. So they saw him crucified. They saw him die. They saw him buried. And now they've seen him. Well, they, they see evidence of him rising again. Now this is remarkable. And again, I always say this is the, the time that we are in here. Uh, but back in this day, women were seen as overly emotional 
and not able to give accurate testimony in court. Thankfully, times have changed. Uh, but in this ancient world, uh, primarily because of, of Greek influence, uh, Greek philosophers didn't believe women could be trusted. And so in the ancient world, uh, women weren't weren't seen as reliable witnesses. And yet the remarkable thing about the Bible is that the first witnesses to Jesus' resurrection were three women. And women have always played a, a really vital and important part in Christianity. Um, there were followers of Jesus who were women. There were people that were in the early church as women who were vital uh, and important uh, members. Uh, and then obviously you have, you have these three women as, as the, the first witnesses to, to Jesus' resurrection. Uh, but it's kind of one of those ones that if you were going to make the story up, you wouldn't have women as witnesses because the world would have saw them at that time as not as trustworthy. But as we said in the last part, the only reason you would include this fact is if it actually happened this way. So you have these uh, three ladies coming to the tomb. They're going to anoint Jesus. They've seen him die. die. They've seen him buried. They're coming to anoint his body. The sun had risen. They went to the tomb. And remember the last time there was this big, massive stone and the big massive stones there and they're like how are we going to get into this tomb as they uh, go up the big massive stone is not there anymore it's been rolled away and then they see a young man sitting on the right side now mark um is is listing this out we, we do think this is peter's eyewitness account um mm. but for the times in which peter wasn't there uh, they would have likely interviewed people uh, to see what happened so they would have interviewed these these three women and, and the mm. reality is, it doesn't actually tell us who this young man is. Now, in the other Gospels, there is an intimation that it is an angel, uh, that there's an angel mm. in the tomb. Uh, but, but again, as I said, Mark doesn't get into any of the detail. He's like, he can't be bothered. He's just like, they saw this fella in the tomb. He looked like a young yeah. lad. You know, there we go. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that's the kind of sense. A young man sitting on the right-hand side, dressed in a white robe and they were afraid and i think like with all of mark's writing this is remarkable so he tells us that he looks young tells mm. us that he was wearing a white robe and tells us that he's sitting on the right hand side of the like those details are, are I mean, you kind of think yeah. why would you write those details down well the only reason you would write them down is that's the way it happened it doesn't matter if we yeah. sit on the left hand side or, or wherever but that's that's what what kind of happens and so you know, throughout history, throughout the other Gospels, there's an intimation that it was an angel uh, that was there as a messenger to tell people that Jesus had risen. But but ultimately, we we don't know. And, and part of the reason why we don't know from Mark's Gospel is because Mark doesn't think it's obviously a big thing. Uh, it's not who's in the tomb that matters. It's who's out of it. Who, who's out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so the fact that they kind of look in, and I think I, I, I love the bit in, in verse 6, um, you know, people people often remark to me that Christianity is is a faith that is based without evidence, and mm. and and yet here you have this young man, this angel, whatever, uh, kind of says, okay, you don't believe me? Sure, sure, come on on in uh, <laughs> and see see that he's not here anymore. You know, but obviously they mm. freak out and run away. Um, you know, because obviously they, they're of the belief that someone has stolen Jesus or, or, or something <laughs> has happened. Uh, and that's, that's, that's where they are. So this, this young man, this messenger, um, is, is basically told them that like, you've seen Jesus die. You've, you've seen him mm. you know, be crucified and, and, and die. You've seen him be buried in a tomb, very obviously dead. And 
and now he's not here anymore uh, because he is is risen from the dead. And so, you know, as I said, this is it's one of the most groundbreaking moments in human history because equally as much today as back then, people don't rise from the dead. Uh, so there was no one there. They, they had come with spices to anoint them, to, to kind of prepare his body, to, to kind of nearly mummify him. Mm. Um, and so they weren't expecting him to rise again. Um, but, but here he was. So one of the things, and, and you'll notice this the way through, obviously we're working with a great deal of hindsight. Yeah. But um, I'm sure you noticed the whole way through that Jesus actually told them that he was yeah. going to rise again. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, mm. that they whether they didn't the believe thought it was all over. Yeah, that was that was it. They they weren't going to the tomb expecting him to be to be mm. risen, but uh, to to kind of anoint his body in death. And uh, yet they have this young man <laughs> saying he's not here; he's risen. Uh, come, yeah. on, come on in and see. Yeah. Well, what we'll do, we'll take a break there, and then mm. we'll, we'll look we'll look at verse seven and onward, and then we'll kind of do a bit of a. Yeah. an overview of the whole thing because as I said there are only eight verses here but there's an incredible amount kind of packed into this both culturally mm. and, and reflectively in terms of, of what's going on as I said it's remarkable the detail that Mark just matter of fact says yeah Jesus raised from the dead but, uh, and you're like what this is the, one of the biggest moments in human history uh, that is, is I suppose divided opinion and, and caused all sorts of problems throughout the world and yet Mark's just so matter of fact with it but uh, yeah so we'll, we'll listen to another song and then we'll do the verses again and see what else kind of pops out in the second half of Mark chapter 16 verses 1 to 8 so we'll be back here in a few moments on Bible Talk Oh lift your eyes to heaven see the Holy One eternal Behold the Lord of majesty Exalted in his temple Has symphonies of angels praise Now strain to sound his glory Come worship all before his grace The King in all his Crown, one made of shame. 
Well, welcome back uh, to Bible Talk. We're finishing off uh, Mark's Gospel with Mark chapter 16. Uh, there, there is a lot packed into these eight verses. So what I thought I would do is I'd read the verses again. Uh, we just look primarily at the first part uh, and, and then we'll look at, at some of the other things that maybe jump out at us. It says, When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb and they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And said, this is a repeat of what we did the last time. Uh, but but what what else kind of squeezed out of this for you? Yeah, um, well, obviously it kind of ended very abruptly, but um, it's just kind of like... I know it's it's not actually here, right, right, right here now. But what happened afterwards? Because, um, like, it it seems like they just they didn't actually go and tell the disciples and Peter that he was going to be in Galilee. They just yeah. kind of just stayed afraid. Yeah. So, fr- from from your great knowledge of the Bible, <laughs> um, could you explain what actually happened after this point here? Okay, so you've you've belied your own wonderful intellect in that, uh, which we'll get round in in a moment. That we do know that they went and spoke to people, uh, even without the Bible. We do know. Okay, so we, we, you can think about that for a moment. Yes, because we have the account of what happened. Well, not only that, it's because that we've heard of Jesus rising from the dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, <laughs> All right, we okay. have this here, yeah. but like it says, they were afraid and didn't do it. So yeah. at the time, yeah. They, <laughs> so something happened something mm-hmm. happened yeah so as i said the last time you know this this young man that we we consider as an angel said to them uh you seek jesus of nazareth who's crucified he has risen he's not here uh come and see if you want to see where he was uh but then the angel gets very specific and says look it's not just for you to come in here and kind of be strange but you have a role to do. You're going to be the first witnesses to, to Jesus' resurrection. Now, there's a significant point that, that you brought you brought off error that was interesting in verse 7. It says, go tell his disciples and oh. Peter. Uh, so wh- why, why do you think he, he wanted to go and tell Peter in, in particular? Well, I just kind of feel like Peter's been the kind of the main man the whole time. Uh, yeah. Kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter. Peter likely was seen as the the kind of the spokesperson hmm. uh, for the disciples, even when people probably wished he would have shut up. Uh, but there's a, a likelihood that Peter was the oldest in the group. Uh, he was a very, very able leader. Uh, sometimes he didn't know when to keep quiet, um, even challenging Jesus. But the, the, there's maybe another reason why why Peter was being singled out, and and in particular, uh, this gospel uh, this gospel pointed to Peter in the last chapter, uh, because even though he he stated that he would go to his death to defend and to stand up for Jesus, 
uh, three times he kind of denied him. And so I would imagine there was some comfort in this. Um, I would also imagine if I was Peter, it said, well, do you know the way Jesus is now God, he's risen from the dead? You better watch your back, Peter. Uh, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny here because there's a lot of grace on show, a lot of mercy, uh, but go and, and, um, and tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. Uh, there you'll see him just as he told you. Uh, you could almost suspect that the angel says, go and tell the disciples and Peter uh, that they're in for it and that they <laughs> they deny Jesus in his hour of greatest need and he's now coming to, to get you. Uh, so there, there's a lot of grace in that, in that Jesus wants to see them again because this is obviously the, the completion of their training in a sense that, yeah. that because, you know, We've talked about this all the way through. I can't even remember over three times that Jesus takes his disciples to the side and says, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be killed. And after three days, I'm going to rise again. And I think mm. that's the remarkable thing that is that is missing from Mark chapter 16, is that at the tomb, there are no disciples waiting for him to rise again. You know, even the, the Mary and Mary and Salome aren't there for Jesus to rise again. Um, you know, none of the disciples have listened to Jesus in the extent that they think this is all over and that, that he is, he's dead. But as well as that, he says that, you know, and you remember back to Mark chapter nine, where he said, you know, when I rise again, I'm going to see you again in Galilee. Mm. Jesus told them all this stuff. And yet um, they, they didn't listen. They might've just um, thought it was all over yeah well that i think that yeah. that, that is it, it, it's human nature and that well i know he yeah. said all of these things but the romans got him they killed him he's dead he's not going to be mm. seeing us anywhere and and mm. you know i think this is going back to the fact that jesus all the way through he said i am uh, i am god i am coming to do you know what i came to do it'll look very different than what you think um i'm going to die and i'm going to rise again and and at some level they must have went, that that sounds nice, um, <laughs> but they never realistically imagined that would happen. Uh, whereas it has happened now, and and you know this young man, this angel that we think has kind of said, look, he he wants to see you. Now that's not, it doesn't end the way that we think. So if hmm. if verse eight is the end, it's probably one of the strangest endings. Yeah, because they ran away terrified. And they didn't say anything because they were afraid. Now, what we have in the other Gospels after this is Mary Magdalene comes back again. Uh, Jesus um, uh, uh, approaches her and speaks to her. Uh, she goes and tells the disciples, uh, both Peter and John run to the tomb. And one of my favorite parts of the Bible, um, because she tells Peter first, it says Peter starts out running and John comes after him. But then it says that John gets to the tomb first, which means that John beat him in a race, <laughs> which again is one of those Bible details that I love. It's like, why, why would you? And that's in John's gospel. So John's <laughs> writing this going, I want everybody to know that I beat Peter in a race. Uh, so I'm going to include that in the Bible. But it's one of those facts. It's just, a, a real fact why would you put that in if it wasn't mm. wasn't part of the, the account so they did they did eventually go and tell uh, and encouraged and inspired the disciples they then met jesus and then he commissioned them to go into all the world and to to make disciples 
and and to baptize and to teach them to observe all that he said you'll read about that in matthew 28 and then jesus is is taken up to heaven and the disciples then um with the power and authority of jesus begin to kind of preach and teach and 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 basically the church is founded the church is built and, and we mm. have we have the bible in the same that same account you know two thousand years later and so I know it says there that they didn't tell anybody, but but we are a testimony. The fact that we're reading <laughs> the Bible here today, that that they did in fact tell somebody after this, and um, and and the story has has been told. Um, yeah, yeah, that's okay. So they they didn't. It didn't just end there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. And and I think that's that's the exciting bit because um, the 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 reality is it, it you know would be easy to see mm. you know it ending there because you're like well is that it is that it over but yet jesus had not only he didn't just do this to, to impress people mm. but it was there to show people that you know if we, we looked at the cross to say that he he paid a sacrifice uh that was for to forgive you know people who would come to him seeking forgiveness the resurrection is a way to say that that sacrifice was accepted that payment was paid in full and jesus was raised back from the dead and in order to show how new life could come and so if it's in john's gospel but he he spoke to nicodemus and talked about him being born again that that new life would result from trusting in him and and jesus basically proves that and so all the things that he says now are unpacked by those same disciples going, aha, he said this would happen. It did happen. Yeah. Let's, let's actually go through all of the other things that he said and and let's live as if they were true as well. So it's then, like hindsight. It is, yeah. And 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 again, it's it's easy for us to do this now, but but for the mm. disciples, you know, in real time, this would have been tremendously difficult. However, once the resurrection happens, everything mm. else falls into place. Because it's easy to say, you know, I am the son of God, I've come from heaven and everybody could go. Yeah, that's, that's nice. <laughs> um, but if you do miraculous things, even then people are like, Oh, he's just a magician. And he, <laughs> taught, he taught nice things. Oh, well sure. Anybody could be a teacher, but coming back from the dead. Yeah. Is a pretty significant one to kind of prove who you are. Um, yeah. So it's, it's uh, not the end of the story. Maybe we could pick it up in another in another series through Bible talk. What happens next? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll we'll maybe go to another song, and then we'll maybe close out and kind of think of some of the things that that you know we learn from from Mark's gospel and doing it, and how you found reading a, your first book of the Bible feels yeah. feels, feels so important, Jonas. <laughs> We've come a long way in these sixteen yeah. weeks. 16 weeks that's mad it's crazy i know i know i know all the way through lockdown on zoom yeah i was gonna say this is right. weird well we'll be back in a few moments after this song on bible talk as we finish out mark chapter 16 of mark's gospel as a whole uh, and so we'll we'll um, see you again in a few moments you are my vision oh king of my heart Nothing else satisfies only you, Lord. You are my best thought by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, your presence my light.
Welcome back. We have been going through Mark's Gospel now for 16 weeks. And I thought maybe, Jonas, at the end of it, we could maybe reflect back, uh, not to do like a book, well, I don't know if you want to do a book review, give it a score out of 10 or, or whatever, uh, and what we thought about the book as a whole. And indeed, if there's anybody else listening and has been listening all the way through with us, uh, let us know how, how we got on. Um, did we answer your questions? Uh, did we not? Um, has it changed your mind, Denny, on, on reading the Bible or would it make you more interested to read it? Uh, so, yeah, Jonas, what, did, what have you thought over the last 16 weeks? Um, well, at the start, I was kind of, uh, kind, of, kind of scared of it because I was okay. like, this is new territory. I have not been near this kind of stuff before. Like, <laughs> as in, obviously, because it's the Bible and stuff. And yeah. It just, um, I just, I'd never looked at it, never read it. I always thought it was very complicated. Yeah. At parts it was, but yeah. it was complicated in ways I didn't think it would be. Okay. Like it would have been more the English rather than the understanding or the wording. Yeah. It was like, so um, it was um, very enjoyable to read. I learned a lot and lot okay. of things yeah. just about the history in general yeah. um, and about 
um, the Bible, I was going to say the Catholic religion, but that's not really the right religion. It's more of the Bible yeah. as a whole. I've learned a lot more about it. I know the full story start to finish, which I, stuff I thought I knew I didn't kind of okay. thing. Like I would have thought that the Romans were the ones that took away Jesus, things like that. Um, yeah. That didn't happen kind of. So yeah, I really, really kind of enjoyed it and kind of glad I just went, yeah. The, the, the go for yeah. it like kind of yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think that that's, yeah. that's an interesting thing in that um i think i've mentioned it before on the show but mm. uh so I, I basically teach the bible and and one of the things that i i try and do you know some people will, will happily sit and be taught and yet mm. one of the things that, that that i love doing kind of like that if you catch a fish for someone they can eat a meal for a day if you teach them how to fish they'll eat for the rest of their life i think getting people to demystify the bible is always Mm. something that that has greatly encouraged me because you know as you said there are some things in it that are a bit strange there are some Mm. things that you think i really don't understand what's going on or even some words that are a bit weird um but you know, even a simple reading, like you said at the very beginning, that you've never had a great deal of exposure to the Bible. You know, you, you knew you knew some bits, but um, mm. as a whole, you'd never sat down and read it that way. And yet, have you been surprised how? Because you used the word being afraid of it. There, have you have you been surprised how accessible it is? You know, yeah. in terms of even listening to it, you, you mm. listen to it for a few weeks rather than reading mm. it. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, well. Like afraid isn't like I was like this is yeah. like it's not as afraid like it, it's it's, it's hiding weird... under your bed or anything no <laughs> no no it's 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 a weird afraid is is isn't like um okay I I'm like kind of more like um uh, like anxious of it like, like yeah okay like like I don't know what I'm going to be talking about yeah yeah, yeah. thing yeah and like this is all new to me like that kind of adventure yeah, yeah. scared yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's that's like yeah. that way I'd describe it and I've. Kind of yeah, and I can't. I, li- I I'm literally like excited. I can't wait for yeah. the next what we're going to do next yeah. Yeah. Um, as well. So yeah, and I think that 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 it's it's a real encouragement because I think a lot of people maybe listening have mm. have enjoyed and I I've enjoyed your journey through it. Uh, we we kind of regularly say no one is asking us questions on the show, and, and we're getting to the stage now. Come on, people. No. Yeah, some of you have questions, even if you think they're strange ones, just ask them. And and I yeah. think some of the things, even some of the times that Jonas and I have spent offline chatting, you know, there are no such things as stupid questions. You know, mm. a question that you have over this is the difference between you understanding something and not. And and I I've really enjoyed your questions because at least on the surface you think this is really weird. And yeah. I've been studying this for twenty years, going. I agree. It is really <laughs> weird, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's really weird for a reason, and I think that that has been that has been an encouragement to me to kind of watch you kind of walk through. Now that you're a Bible expert after 16 weeks, um, <laughs> it's how, how long it takes. That's uh, all it takes. It is. You get a certificate <laughs> at the end of this. Um, but but how how easy and accessible it is to read. As I said, even even if you put it on. Yeah headphones and and listen mm. to it as an audiobook um sure yeah there, this, there's enough in it yeah fun, fun fact about this week was i um because i usually read on my phone yeah. and um i um had headphones on and i was like okay grant i'll just look it up on the computer quickly i literally typed on bible.com and it just brought me to the bible okay i think it was bible or something like that it's the same yeah, yeah. it's the same app as i have on my phone okay i looked it up and it came up on the computer as well and you can listen to it as yeah. well and even read it it's yeah yeah 
Mm-hmm. It's just a lens of different perspective. And I think so many people, it's, it's one of the things that we, we looked at, I think, in the very first week in that the, the Bible is something that everyone has access to, whether you have one mm-hmm. at home or, or obviously with an app or with the, the, mm-hmm. the online stuff. But there are so many people that are almost intimidated, almost afraid of, of reading it mm-hmm. because you think, well, I couldn't understand this. And yet it's a lot more understandable than, than we think. But also you'd be surprised at... Um, you know the the how can I put this? You'd be surprised at the things that will surprise you. And that I, I remember, you know, chatting to a few people, even to you at the very beginning, saying, mm. you know, I, I'm not really that religious. I'm not really into religion. Mm. And and I think I said to you something like, "Yeah, Jesus really hated religious people too." <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> that sounds really kind of counterintuitive, yeah. but you know, we have been looking through Mark's gospel. So in what ways, maybe as we're finishing off the show, in what ways was Jesus a surprise to you compared yeah. to what you thought? Uh, well, in the way he just kind of, he was just, he, okay, I'll, I'll think, I'll think about this in like words that I can actually get the, the yeah. <laughs> ex- properly explained. Um, it would have been like, he just kind of walked through and done the stuff and just kind of, couldn't care what anyone thought kind of yeah. like. so like he just walked into the the church and just turned over all the stalls done yeah. all that kind of stuff and just, yeah. uh, he like like he always knew everyone was challenging him and didn't care and just kind of yeah. was like almost like a bit smug about it like just like kind of just okay. throwing it back in the face not not answering yeah. the wrong way yeah. but also not answering the right way kind of turning yeah. their heads confusing them more it was kind of like yeah. he was playing a game with them when they were trying to catch him out like yeah hmm yeah, and I think that's you know, Mahatma Gandhi very famously said, you know, I I like your Jesus, but your Christians not so much so. Um, and and I think that is that is the challenge for people mm. who do say that they are Christian and and people who who do say they live by the Bible is that that many times some of the problems that people have is because, you know, we we, we live a life very different than Jesus, and that mm. it's surprising how you know, how funny he was. Um, mm. It's surprising how, you know, the stories he told were real life. It's surprising how much he he involved himself in, in the pain and sorrow in people's lives. He wasn't far away. Do you know, he he was there when, when people needed him. And, you know, even, I, I love the fact that the, the disciples were just stupid over and over and over again. And yet he still kept hanging around with them. And you're like, yeah. Come on, could you not have picked 12 better people? Um, and, and the reality is it's actually a, a picture of, of us all mm. and that, you know, we're continually a letdown um, because mm. we, we don't, we aren't the way that, that God would like us to be. And yet um, that's, that's his love and his grace and that he, he maintains that relationship. And I think that's, it, you know, as people would say it before, it, it puts flesh on God. Jesus came in order to show us what God is like and, and that idea of compassion and grace, you know, anger at hypocrisy, all of those things are a surprise to many people because people see religion as, as a really bad thing. And, mm. and yet the founder of, of Christianity, Jesus for, for many people is, is a very attractive person in that his kindness and his grace and his mercy. Um, yeah. And I think that shines through a lot in Mark's gospel that that we we shouldn't take these things for granted but um yeah maybe maybe start reading and see how surprised you are (laughs) yeah Yeah. 
or, or listen to us or listen to us yes there you go yeah. <laughs> good. i'm not good at the marketing i'll leave that to you. <laughs> Uh, well, 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 let me leave Mark's gospel there. I think next week yeah. uh, you can tune in next week. That's another cliffhanger, but uh, you know we're we're going to start looking at some characters in the Bible. And so, if you do have any characters you would like us to look at or anything in particular, please, please do get in touch and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear you ask a question yeah. and and get involved in the show or let us know how you get on with Mark's gospel uh, yourself. But that's us mm. for Mark's gospel, and that's it for Bible yeah. talk this week, Jonas. 16 16 weeks it is weird (laughs) mad yeah so um if you have if you have actually enjoyed the show um and um you'd like to join us reading or um we're going to keep a surprise for next week isn't it yeah yeah we are next next week um uh, you can tune in next week um on um locker community radio um and you can feel free to leave us a question there you can leave us a question on our facebook bible talk lockery um, you can let us know how you're getting on. If you have any questions, want us to look at anybody, talk to anybody, talk about anyone, just choose a text and we'll do our best to answer. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, as I said, we're going to be looking at a new series in, in characters out of the Bible. Uh, we, we'll, we'll select one for next week and then we'll maybe go week by week to see how we get on. But uh, that's it for this week of Bible Talk, the show that lets the Bible do the talking. Thank you for joining us this week and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks, Jonas, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, God bless you, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.